You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello everyone and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host Stephen White. With me as is always my co-host Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday. And joining us today in the Palace of Megapixels is the head producer of Explosive Entertainment, producing such shows as Purgatoni, I Think I've Got This with Chip Chapley, which is one of my favorites, and practically everything in the Cyanide and Happiness universe. He is also producing the upcoming point-and-click adventure game Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse. Please welcome Adam Nisrala. Hey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on this show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was a good, that was a good intro, man. I, I could use what? you more often just around. <laughs> Peace for hire. Yeah. That's right. I, I do my best. <laughs> I, I try to make it pop, you know. So for anyone keeping track over the last two years, this interview has been that long in the making because we mm. met you at PAX East in 2018 because there was the uh, Freak Apocalypse booth, y'all were kind of showcasing that off, and we kind of had a correspondence after the con discussing would be a good time having you on. Yeah. And uh, me trying to be the clever producer that I was, trying to keep things lined up and everything, uh, we, we kind of held off for a while, and then finally it was just like, you know what, we've been discussing guests, why, why not just go ahead and get you on, because there's no better time than now so so why not now so uh, what is time anyways anymore yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here and and i know we have plenty of things that we can't wait to discuss with you later sure. but right now i think the burning question on everybody's mind okay. is what have you been playing i've been playing a question that we ask every week oh yeah. uh okay yeah so lately I've lost my mind in uh, in, in Warzone, um, Call of Duty, Warzone, Bad, Battle Royale. I, I you know what? I've never been, I've never been a Call of Duty fan ever. Really? I've never played a Call of Duty game. This one sucked you in. With the exception of uh, they had like a a, uh, a a gameplay version like Nazi Zombies. 
and I would play that with my brother. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, I, n I never played one. Um, I kind of thought that they were overrated, and for whatever, and never played a battle royale either. Uh, never played Fortnite or anything like that. It just kind of all seemed a little bit too chaotic, and I have no idea what it was. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's all the uh, anxiety and stuff, but jumping on with a bunch <laughs> right. of friends and trying to wipe out 150 people, it just felt really good. <laughs> so, wow. Well, yeah. I think the key word you found there is with your friends. With my friends, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right. When you're with a group of people that you like to play games with, it definitely makes the whole experience more enjoyable. Yeah, no, and it's, it's given us something to... It, it takes me back to, like, my older days. Like, I, I'm, I'm a massive, like, Halo fan. Uh, and that was something where... We always had land parties. Um, we always had, you know, like sleepovers. Uh, we always were online. I mean, that was that was that was the time for me, and and I love that. And this, I think, kind of brought me back to that, especially since we're all sort of quarantined at the moment. It's it's brought sure. us. It's it's given us like a space to kind of all meet up and jump on and and enjoy something together. So I've been I've been playing an unhealthy amount of that, um, and <laughs> and Animal Crossing, which are two completely different games. Love it. So. I, yeah. I just recently got a Switch and have been playing that myself. <laughs> the Switch? It's like oh my the perfect gosh. game about nothing. <laughs> the Switch is the perfect console. Like, it, I, I can't... I, I've always been a PlayStation person, but my gosh, the Switch. Mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing, too, that I kind of slept on for so long, kind of thinking, like, is it really as good as they say it is? And mm -hmm. it is. It's 100% as good as they say it is. For like, sure. I've literally just been inducted into the Switch fold for a week now. Is I think a exactly week? a week, actually. Have you gone Maybe to the two. Have you gone to the uh, the Nintendo store on there? I have, You'll and get like it's in. it's I've had to resist because there's so many games for like fifty cents, a dollar yep. fifty. Yeah. One was fourteen cents, and I didn't wasn't even interested, but it was fourteen cents. But why not? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, of course, like you want to buy that, but yeah, they have some really good deals on there, and I love the uh, the the couch co op stuff. Because the hubs oh, and I excellent. can't usually find games that interest us both to play for a long period of time. And we've actually found about two or three over there that uh, has been keeping our interest. So for that alone, I'm thankful. Absolutely. Yeah, my wife is not a big gamer, but we've been able to play a lot of stuff together um, on the Switch just because it's, it's so easy. It's so easy. Have you played Snipper Clips? You know, I've seen it and I've seen it on sale and I've wondered, but I've never asked anyone if they've tried it or liked it. So, no. It's fun. It's good? It's fun. Okay. I, I, we had a good time with it anyway for, with us too. It's not insanely long, but it depends on, you know, how long your gaming sessions are when you're yeah. sitting there on the couch too. If you're the type for just like an hour or so, it's perfect. It'll last you a couple of weeks, you know? Okay. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It'll, yeah. it, it'll, it'll test your love for one another. How <laughs> well do you communicate okay. and get through it without getting upset? <laughs> I challenge that with, uh, with Overcooked. I don't know if you've played that. But yes. You really want to test your relationship. So then you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's, I, I've, we've never gotten into a fight uh, about chopping lettuce. And, and tomatoes, and and this one took it over the edge. Yes, yeah, yeah. That one will no, put this... you through. Yeah. It really will. We actually came up with a system like we need to just say twelve o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, because you're telling me to go left and right, and we're on this side of each other. It's like okay, so you build a system together, my, and it, it really can make you closer if you're if you're willing to let my, one my of them tell system. you what to do the whole time. Oh no, my only system is is just don't set the kitchen on fire. Hmm. that's a good first rule to have lace what about you what have you been playing well it was a little lighter than the week before 
Um, but uh, I did start Orwell again. So I don't know if anyone has noticed on your Steam page the the, the stay at home encouraging. Uh, one of the things that I noticed that popped up on my Steam was uh, like a regurgitation of your backlog going, hey, how about we give you badges if you play some of these games in your backlog and keep you at home, yada, yada. So I was like, all right, what do you think? What do you got? And Orwell was the first one that popped up. So I played through some of that. Um, I enjoy those kind, but it's very, it's 100% like a text-based kind of RPG situation um, in this like dystopian world where you're helping fight terrorists or against them and... Um, I only played through the first chapter so far. I could see me finishing this one. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting one yes. for a different style. And then I caved and bought Family Man oh, that we okay. have been talking about for a while. Um, and yeah, you would like it, Stephen, <laughs> okay. for sure. It's it's it, it it's. <laughs> It's the perfect amount of like dark and tomfoolery blended together to make it look like a kids' game with a very heavy topic, and it just all of the elements work for me. So. What, what, what kind of game is uh, it? So it's it's it kind of has more of the Minecraft kind of graphics to it. Okay. But the overarching story that you find within about the first five minutes of the game is uh, you're playing a gentleman. You start off at a bar. You find the love of your life. You get married. Um, you have a child. And through all of this, money troubles just become way too much. And a coworker slash friend of yours kind of uh, coerces you into maybe obtaining money in a, in a less than legal way. Okay. And uh, with you going about this... Uh, Lots of bad things start to, of course, happen to your character, uh, so much so that you're just basically trying to keep your family fed, happy, but also maybe not becoming a hitman. All right. It's it, it's like this weird balance of let's All be a nice Minecraft. family game, but there's some dark overtones going. And you can play it very legally if you want. So there's they the splash screen even says you're probably going to want to play this twice because you're not going to get the full story with just one playthrough. They're telling you it's impossible. So you could do it the legal way. I'm going to abide by everything and just try to get through. Or you can really lean into the dark elements and just go ham that way too. And I'm I'm leaning into the dark side on my first run. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my. But uh, I don't know that it's making the game easy for sure. Because it does tend to put like this, uh, you have a karma system. So the less karma your city has, the more bad things start to appear in the city as you're trying to go about your business. So, um, and I would imagine doing nice things. I maybe don't get mugged every time I go out of the house at knife point, you know. Um, I thought, but uh, I definitely recommend it. It just came out uh, last week. Okay. Yeah, check it so out. So it's still on its 10% off, uh, just coming off sale. So you can get it for like 18 bucks, I think. Cool. Super reasonable for the for the length, for what it is. Is it but, just uh, PC yeah. release, or is it on other consoles? So far, it looks like yeah. Okay. So far, it looks like yeah. Um, and then I uh, I did my hand at Tetris 99 since I got the Switch and it was my first time doing it. So that's probably my first foray into any kind of battle royale, and I. I actually really enjoyed it. I got to number 16. Oh, good. Nice. Um, good for you, because I hate that game. <laughs> and there was like, I was like, yeah, I know how to play Tetris. We can play Tetris. And then you get on there, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And there's like 30 
people that are attacking me and I don't even know how I don't get it there's no yeah. there's nothing that tells you at all what to do it just drops you in I had to look it up it's the that's a nightmare I, mm -hmm. I I still have it there thinking to myself like I'm gonna get on there and I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna win I'm gonna take them out and and I haven't brought <laughs> the courage up to do it right so I applaud you. I I dedicated about two hours to it. When I got to there, I was like, okay, it's time to go. Because I did. I had to look it up, too. I'm like, why are, what does it mean, attack or do this or whatever? Um, and then once I kind of got a system on that, I just kind of let that go and then tried to focus on getting lots of them. But, uh, yeah, so that's my Battle Royale experience this week. Um, I I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Who would have thought? Yeah, you never know. I to Tetris to, to feel good about myself. But... <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Animal Crossing, because whoever has a Switch and has Animal Crossing, of course, you're going to putz around on that throughout the week. Um, but, yeah, what about you, Steven? Well, let's see. Um, I finished Maneater, and it, nice. kind of a follow-up on that uh, story I was mentioning last week because I was having trouble with that killer whale. Uh, mm -hmm. I beat it in the most unconventional way possible. I lured it out of the water. <laughs> so most whales die. I don't know how okay. I managed that. But I beached that whale and let oh, him no. die. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, it, it, you could say I was cheating, but uh, I didn't make it jump out of the water. He just followed me. And, We're going to uh, say you're on that you exploited something. Yeah. So he jumped out of the water and suffocated, and I won. So screw him. Um, so that was fun. Uh, the only thing that I, I got frustrated by is that I... Completed the game 100%, and, you know, you're supposed to get trophies for that, and I didn't, mm -hmm. because there's a glitch. So, I'm still waiting on my platinum, Aww. and I'm a little little pissed about that, because I put in all that time and effort to, to get 100%, and I got screwed out of it, because I did it before I beat the game, because that's how the glitch works. Oh. So, stupid me for doing that, because that's, that's my... My thing that well, I how done. would you have known? I know. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, fun thing though is I actually found SpongeBob's house. That was a that was man a, eater. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You find these? Uh, I guess they're called. Um, I'm I'm brain freeze here. Uh, locations like they're they're little spots that you can find on all the areas on the map that are special locations and be like they'll give you facts about them and whatnot and while I was out in the ocean I came across a pine pineapple under the sea and I was like well I'll that's be awesome. dead so that was pretty uh, cool that's a cute little nod yeah that's really I cool. thought so that game that game looks really fun is it just on uh, is it is it just on PlayStation right now. I think it's on all consoles. Because I saw, I saw when it came out, everyone was playing it, going crazy on it, but I didn't see it on, uh, on PC. But it looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually there was actually a game like that not like a long time ago, back in like 2011 or something. Maybe it was mm -hmm. Jaws. It could have been Jaws. Um, I don't remember, but it it played very similar, and it was really cool, really fun. I really enjoyed it a lot, and this seems to be kind of a fresh take on on something like that. I just did a Google here. It is on Epic and Steam, so oh, okay, oh, nice, good. There we go. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. We talked about it last week, kind of reviewed it, and and I I feel like it might not be for everybody because some people might not want to be a shark, or maybe the gameplay is just not up to their way of playing but i i had fun with it it was it was exactly what i was looking for mm -hmm. 
Um, what else did I play? Oh, I finally got around to playing Rygar since I got it was on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. Went into the old archives, dug that game out, and I beat it for the very first time because you can rewind play. <laughs> You know, so that's a nice yeah. little feature you can do on there. So I actually went through that game in about, uh, I'll say about an hour. I'll be fair, a little over an hour maybe, and beat that game for the very first time ever. And I had a lot of fun with that, just kind of revisiting childhood memories of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that awesome. was fun. And then I was trying to decide what to play next, and I caved and went with Saints Row the Third Remastered. Because I I'm I'm in your corner on that one. I've heard good things about it. I mean, if you loved it already, and then now to to get a nice little polish, mm-hmm. you can definitely tell it's an older game. Like they didn't really polish up the controls all that well. But I don't mean that in a really bad way. It's just there's a familiarity to the old style of gameplay versus new style, and it just it feels older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just something about it, but it's still—I mean—it controls well. So I'm not—I'm not saying that it's—it's it's bad. It's just you can feel some age to the control scheme, and the textures that they put on everything. When you're creating your character, they ask you to put your age in there, and I did. And man, they made me look old, like in the wrong light. Man, I just look terrible. And it was—that <laughs> was like, well, maybe I should have cut a few years off my. My age. Turn the light off. Yeah. We're good. It's gone now. But, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, I'll probably stay on Saints Row for the rest of the week, so you'll know exactly what I've been playing next week. So, please hop us into the news. Hop us in, yes. So, you know how we start by now at the top of the show here. We kind of try to get the COVID news out of the way. So if people are 100% sick of hearing about it, they could just skip ahead a little bit and not have to. But I only have two small ones, probably stuff that we already knew. Um, since we had reported in the past that PAX West was still considering moving forward since it was scheduled in September, uh, which makes sense, in my opinion, that they would want to kind of wait a bit and see how things shake out between now and then. Uh, but I did notice it isn't actually on the schedule of events on the calendar of the Washington State Convention Center. So take that how you will. It looks like it. I wouldn't buy tickets. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I, I wouldn't buy tickets, hotel, airfare, all that kind of stuff. We've already seen what a nightmare that's been for some people trying to recoup expenses on trips that they already had planned. Um, I wouldn't anticipate, honestly, any large conventions moving forward through the rest of the year. That's just my own opinion, um, but keep an eye out if you really want to go. Um, PAX is still kind of holding on to see what's going to shake loose over there. Um, and then now, officially, BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. So they hope to put together some online replacement, uh, but no word yet on when or where on the interwebs that'll be held right now. Right. So that's the only COVID news I have, at least... We're whittling it down to not having a, a mess of uh, <laughs> a mess of that each week, as far as it's concerning to gaming. Right. Um, Adam, what have you what have you guys seen, kind of as far as cons go? Oh, I mean, yeah. were, was that affecting uh, your end? Were you planning on any cons this year? Oh yeah, yeah. We have. We usually have a convention that it feels like sometimes it could be you know one or two every month. Um, I had a handful of them lined up. Unfortunately, uh, that affected us too, and 
obviously just like everyone else we you know we couldn't make any of them um either they were canceled or or moving to sort of an online format and it, and you know it's a bummer it's a real big bummer uh i uh the last one i went to was c2e2 mm -hmm. um just in i think it was february early february mm -hmm. or so and uh i miss the convention because there's a thing i mean there's like the whole con family um that you sort yeah. of meet I mean, there's a lot of friends uh, that we have in the business that you know we'll only see at conventions. Uh, I mean, it's one of the most, <clears throat> it's one of the best times where we get to engage in, uh, you know, with our fans and stuff. And uh, it just, it's a bummer, it's a downer because we're so used to it and we've been doing it for so long. Um, and I miss them. I love them. Uh, I'd go to hmm. most of them. So it's affected us. Uh, we do get hit up quite a bit um, for a lot of upcoming ones uh, for their potential, like I guess online version that they're gonna do uh we just mm -hmm. did one okay. with uh galaxy con not too long ago uh rtx just hit me up and was talking about you know they're planning to go through with it um in september or so but still sort of on the fence and planning for an online version so it's strange it's interesting uh part of the thing that kind of i think scares me is i i i'm a very like um social person uh like I, I like interacting face to face with people and it's becoming so much easier for everything to be online and they're gonna see so many different variations of just cost savings in terms of how some of these things are run i i, I don't think there's gonna be certain cons that are going to come back from this um and i wouldn't be surprised if a massive amount of them sort of transition to this online thing where they're sort of offering these like um different uh tier buy-ins of this online experience mm -hmm. so if i mean if things kind of transition that way you know i don't know what that's going to look like for us and and where that'll put us in that sort of in the convention world but you know i do hope at some point we get to be able to go back to them and and see people face to face i mean i can see where having like you said, the community, that's that's what's going to be missing for most of these things. And even if you do online, you can't get that same sense of community. And I feel like everyone will be disconnected at that point where it's just, it'll never be the same as being there. Right. Like, you know, when it comes to like meeting the fans and stuff, it's a completely different experience where, you know, if you do an online interview and it's racking up, you know, you know, thousands and thousands of views, however many that may be, that's really cool. But like, you know, seeing that chat kind of roll like a Twitch stream, it's just, it's, it's a different type of interaction. Whereas when you go to a convention um, and there's people lined up, you know, to meet you and we get to meet them and you can have like an actual like one-on-one -on -one with people. Or when you go to a panel and you see that whole line outside of the room and you're like mind blown like these people want to hear words come out of our mouth like what uh -huh. um and yeah. and to see like them make that effort and travel to go there to be a part of it like that feels like that makes it feel like just one big giant family in a way and and you get to we get to all sort of have like our just our couch conversation together there um and that's that's that there's there's something that like you can never replace with that 100 mm percent -hmm. um the online stuff is great because you can reach people that aren't able to go to conventions for whatever sure. the reasons may be. And there's something really cool about that, too. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. 
future. No, I definitely hope we 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 see them come back because I know that going to those gaming conventions in particular was a, a thrill for me each year because. I liked being able to it, it, look through all of the the new indie games. I liked being able to talk to the developers and see the passion in their eyes and talk to them about how this game came to be, which kind of reinvigorates my love for wanting to play that game. And it's just a really excellent experience all around and very ephemeral, like mm-hmm. one that you just you can't get online, like you're saying. And I do hope they come back. I do hope they come back because yeah. it's a really great experience. And I've always recommended any gamer to at least go to a gaming convention once in their entire lives. They at least owe it to themselves to do it the one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, there's if, if you're a true fan, um, you know what? No, scratch that. Even if you're not a fan, uh, going to one of those conventions, I mean, it's a whole other experience. My wife, she's never been to a convention before her and I were together. Um, and I've been doing them for a long time. And so... I remember when we first went to one, I mean, she looked at me like, oh, my God, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen and done. And, I, you know, I've never cosplayed or, or never even entertained the idea and mm-hmm. stuff. But now she's all like, oh, my God, babe, we could be dressed as this and we can do this. Yeah, this next okay. one. And, like, <laughs> and it's, it's just it's fun to see, you know, it kind of open people up. I, I, I think everyone's or I think there's a lot of people that tend to shy away um, from that type of stuff just based on whatever society norms might be out there um, or opinions. But conventions are really cool because it's a place where people can meet up and it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter you know, what you're like, um, or it doesn't matter. Um, everybody's yeah. the same. And everyone respects that about each other. And it's, it's, you, it's, it tends to be, at least from my perspective and what I've seen, just one of the... Uh, friendliest sort of communities out there so I, I i do hope they go back and 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 if they do come back and which you know hopefully um hopefully, I, yeah. I i think that uh i think that you know if you've never gone to one um you you should you should give it a shot i, I don't think you'll regret it and if you do regret it <laughs> go to a different one <laughs> there's so many and buy one day yeah. don't commit yeah. to the whole weekend if you're unsure yeah, go with your friends, um, and then, and it's usually easy to make friends there too. So, so that's oh, actually a lot. How a lot of people just—that's how a lot of people that I know have have made you know lifelong friends just by happening to be in a line for something in particular and having a conversation with the person next to him, and the rest is history. I, I know a guy that just got married to a girl that he met in a line. So oh, nice. I feel like they should have set it up like they need to get married there, too. I don't know. Maybe they'll just have a nice little wedding in front of a convention center or something. I I have seen um, proposals on on stages before. Oh, I have seen that. I have seen that. I've been to enough Bruce Campbell uh, talks that, you know, he he loves to get (laughs) pulled into that nonsense up on stage, which is always glorious to see. Uh, But yeah, so moving on to some other regular news of the week, now that we've talked you into going to conventions as soon as they open up. (laughs) Uh, Some of the biggest news this week we got was some uh, Last of Us 2 news. Uh, Sony had a state of play showing off a bit more of that game. Um, It included the opening of the game. Uh, a few years after the events of The Last of Us and after Joel and Ellie have finally settled into uh, Jackson, Wyoming. Then their peaceful home was interrupted, and Sony didn't spoil that event for us, at least. Um, But we definitely got to see a little bit more of a new side of Ellie. 
aside we probably would have expected to see considering the circumstances of the world in this setting um so it definitely takes place in and around uh the seattle area which is being torn apart by groups at war in quarantine sections of the city it showed us some new enemies more extended gameplay you hear that gameplay sequence which was (laughs) never before seen Uh, june 19th is still the date so it looks like we are not barring any more complications um, and the biggest takeaway, we now know where the final PS Vita took its final breath. What? Yeah. In the scene there, the where Ellie was uh, attacking one of the young ladies had a PS Vita in her hand. And that's what we've been talking about all week. That, oh, she was the last one to own the final Vita. Huh. <laughs> so a nice little nod to their old handheld. I think I got one in a drawer somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. You got to hold on to it now for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm super excited for that game. Um, I have I have avoided literally everything um, except for like the first E3 thing they had when Ellie was sort of running around. Um, mm-hmm. That was it, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal gameplay. It's phenomenal story. It's the the first game is the best movie I've ever played. Right. Yeah, um, it's it's some of the best storytelling. Uh, I, I I don't I don't have words. Um, I just remember at the time I had, I had a roommate, um, and he walked out and he said, "Hey, dude, what are you doing right now?" I said, "Nothing." It was I think a Friday evening, and he dropped the game in front of me. He was like, "Dude, you're gonna sit down. You're gonna play this. I just finished it, and I'm gonna watch you go through the whole thing right now." And I literally through for two days straight, um, just that's all we did. And it was I was just completely captivated. Um, I, I can't tell you how stoked I am for this. And I can't tell you how much mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know. It's got a special place. It's 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 very innovative in a way of how they, like I said, just brought that narrative to to gameplay um Mm -hmm. similar to how god of war did recently god of war was just i mean that's that's up there as well i mean just the the story and the approach of everything is phenomenal um yeah uh i've also been uh fortunate enough to um to to meet and and hang out and work with uh uh troy baker um so that's been uh pretty pretty cool um getting to also know him as an individual uh and then and then see him just sort of like disappear you know in, into this role when you play this game he's he's a phenomenal actor and, and, and a super cool he dude really is. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, I'm, I'm excited for 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 him and the rest of everyone that worked on that game They're, they have they have a really cool baby that's that's coming out soon yeah they do I, I'm definitely excited for it too now are you excited for the series um I, I, that, that's so hard to say Honestly, um, because I feel like The Last of Us does really good at what it does. Um, now, I saw that, you know, Neil uh, is is a part of, you know, the, the mm-hmm. I guess the writing end of that, which which is, is more comforting. But right. I, it, it's just it's just so hard to say. Um, not that it will be bad or anything like that. Like, I'm excited to live in that world again. Uh, but but it, but it, it's already so cemented and, and just so well done as 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 it is in its own platform. It's kind of nice to be able to go to a completely different medium and enjoy this experience and enjoy this story as opposed to just trying to spread it out across the board. Because at that point, I don't think that it becomes that sort of that that sort of gem and treasure that you that you seek to 
experience, it becomes a very much more easily accessible uh, thing, which, you know, is probably good for, you know, a lot of people. Um, but there's something special about it being sort of contained in its own own world. And, and that's what makes it special. So I think I was say. less excited about it because I'm a gamer and played through it and felt like I got the best possible version of that story already. Right. Um, so I was more excited. I'm like, I guess for people who are not gamers, now they can at least experience, hopefully, how amazing the story was. You know, we'll right. see how they play it out. But like, I feel like I got the best version of it. 100%. I, I, I think that if you want to experience The Last of Us, you got to play the game. I, I think you got to... You, you, you have to play the game because, I mean, who's to say, I mean, we don't have any information on it. Who's to say that it's going to be the same story? Is it going to be another, other characters just within the world? Is it about how the clickers originated? Like, what, what does all that mean? Um, and then if it is the same characters, I, I mean, it's not going to deliver the same. I mean, you have, you know, like Troy um, and the, uh, the actress that plays uh, uh, Ellie. I mean, they're putting in those performances for those characters as well. I mean, it's not just... The voice it's it's oh, the absolutely. motion capture it's the it's the acting i mean they're bringing those characters to life like they are those characters so if it's not them and let's say someone is going to play those characters in a show i mean like how's you already know them so there's i i don't see a world where that makes sense to sort of translate that over but again i mean i could be completely surprised so yeah i was really surprised when they announced it because i remember neil had reservations about doing a movie because he didn't want to tell that story over. He yeah. said, you know, I've told this story already. And if they're going to do a series, I guess the the way I was kind of thinking about it uh, from a different perspective, a different approach would maybe be doing something like they did with Watchmen where they weren't retelling that story, but maybe shifting angles a bit. And even if you wanted to use some of the original characters, you're still telling a different story from different perspectives, maybe even tweaking certain narratives that we thought were uh, presented one way, and then we realized, well, this wasn't the way that we thought it was, so now we're tweaking it. But as long as we're not changing what makes Joel and Ellie fundamentally who they are, then I'm interested in seeing what that is. But but to, to watch the same thing played out over a series, yeah, I, I'm not... 100% sold on that because we've gotten that already. Right. Right. But again, if you're looking at it from a perspective of a non-gamer, then fine. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's I feel like even if you're not a gamer, it's so well known out there. Like mm. you've probably heard of The Last of Us. Um that at this point they're probably on the same page where you know, it's a matter of of telling a story within that world. Um Maybe, you know, maybe it's another character in the game or just, again, living in that in that world and sort of seeing what that would play out as if mm -hmm. it was really happening. So who well, knows? they got big shoes to fill. So hopefully, hopefully I, I never want I never wish ill on any of it. So I still hope that it's successful and ends up being entertaining and that we all love it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's always my hope for things anyway, whether it comes out that way or not. Uh, let's see. Twitch got a new extension that we'll be putting in here. Detroit Become Human of all games now has an interactive extension that you can use on your Twitch stream to bring more interactivity to the game while you stream it. 
Um, it's a free interactive poll extension that your viewers can use to call the shots and affect your choices in stream game. So at those big moments in the game where decisions need to be made, your viewer, viewers will be shown an interactive multiple choice poll in stream with two to four options and a timer triggered by the PC version of the game with no action even needed from the streamer. Um, I find this really freaking cool, but about like a couple years too late. But I mean, I guess it had to go hand in hand with the PC releases mm. since Detroit Become Human um, and what Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls are now available on PC. So I'm guessing those two things had to go hand in hand. But hey, if you're just now trying them out because you just got the PC version and you plan on streaming it. Go all ham. I think this is an excellent way to keep your viewers uh, interested and interactive while you're playing basically a movie for people. Sure. Um, I just wish it would have been out when I was doing it brand new a few years ago. (laughs) Still do it now. (laughs) I could. I could. I could. Uh, But if any, uh, if you want to, you could, they have different packs that you can actually go to the Quantic Dream uh, Detroit Community Play website if you want to make graphics and things like that, that's used within the game as well and have just an overall theme to those streams, go all out. There you go. They kind of put it all in a nice, neat package for you. Uh, Ninja is starting a tournament over on Mixer and actually had its first one already. On May 28th, he hosted an online tournament called Ninja Battles featuring Fortnite on Mixer. Uh, 350 million players registered to compete in the tournament and a chance to win a share of over $400,000 in prize money. Uh, some top players in the industry joined up like Nikki 3030 I just like saying his name. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. Nikki 30 Nikki. <laughs> Bugga. I hope I'm saying that right. Ewok and Reverse 2K are among some of those. All competed uh, from the safety of their homes. I will put that out there. Uh, So this tournament will run for about six weeks and have commentary from competitive Fortnite casters and analysts. uh, Bala TW and Monster D-Face. Okay. So there you go. If you didn't sign up, sorry about your luck, but you can still go watch over on Mixers or Ninja's Mixer channel if you want to see what the competition's all about there. He does fun stuff like that, so I, I would imagine if you're into it, it would be entertaining nonetheless mm. to watch. But Adam, you you got your battle royale shoes now. You might as well jump into this tournament with Fortnite. I mean, man, go. just watching <laughs> Fortnite gives me anxiety. <laughs> <They're> so, <laughs> there is a lot going oh on. Oh <laughs> my gosh, they're so fast with those builds. It's unbelievable. Um, it's mm-hmm. that's a that's a skill, man. I'll tell you what, dude. That's like that's that's a real skill to be able to do that. Um, it's an, it's a, it's a really incredible game, but I don't. Yeah, I might yeah, stick with Warzone because I'm actually getting decent at it. So, right, <laughs> stick with what you know. Right, <laughs> this is working. Uh, yeah, every time I feel like I've ever watched a, a Fortnite stream at that caliber, like at that 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 skill set, I end up not even being able to really watch the screen. So God love them because it's just constant camera angle changes, this going up, that going up, and, and the screen is just moving around so much. I'm like, I don't even know how the player is paying attention to what they're doing, but good on you. That's a skill set that I do not possess. I mean, um, for, Fortnite sets such a high bar. It's not like, I mean, there's so many battle royale games. Like it's kind of, mm. it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but like that's that's a completely different bar to hit because there's so many people that are so good at it like you can't you can't jump in and like have a good time and you you (laughs) 
Um, I don't know anyone that has just jumped in and has never played and go, man, I'm having a great time on this game. Um, <laughs> it's because it's just it's it's a, such a different level. I mean, from all ages. I mean, you got you know like even just the littlest kids that are on there wrecking, oh, no. and it, you're not gonna have fun. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, I guess with anything, you just you know, practice makes um, maybe in this case uh, okay. Right. <laughs> like at least be able to hang out to like I don't know 80th place yeah. or something. I don't know how many people compete in it. If I'm being honest with you, I, at one time. I will say when you when you're playing like a battle royale, once you sort of break that um, mental barrier of being able to win against however many people are there, it does get a lot easier. Like Warzone, I was like. Pfft. There's no way I'm ever going to win one of these matches. This is ridiculous. Um, but finally, you know, was able to win a handful, and then it kind of becomes you, – you break that mental barrier. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I can get there. So if you can win one Fortnite, maybe maybe you're on your way. I just complain. I don't even practice it. So who am I to even think I would be good at it right now? I'm like, I could if I actually tried to play. I haven't played Fortnite since it was only the standalone, like, um, tower defense version. Mm-hmm of the game if anybody even remembers that part of it didn't even know that that before it became battle royale and then i never touched it again after that Hmm. anywho (laughs) we have a new hp vr headset coming our way which actually looks kind of exciting and i think jack septiguy actually said it the best in a tweet he said it looks like oculus and the valve index had a baby (laughs) and Hmm. He's not wrong if you look at this headset. Uh, so when you see the hardware, pretty much dead on. HP's newest VR headset is going to, is called the Reverb G2, and it has four outward-facing tracking cameras, Valve's audio and lens technology, and redesigned Windows Mixed Reality controllers. So they kind of look like they stole maybe the best of all the worlds we have to date. Um, priced at 600 bucks, so kind of a sweet spot. It's not high-end consumer, but definitely more than, say, an Oculus headset. Um, the specs you can expect supposedly now are 2160 by 2160 LCD panels per eye. Okay. The only complaint I heard about that was using LCD instead of OLED. But I need to do that side by side for my own eyeballs to see the huge difference there. But they're both measuring in 2.98 inches and 114 degree field of view, which should really make some things more interesting Mm -hmm. with uh, getting those black bars out of your peripheral as much. Um, And there is a slider on the bottom for the physical separation. I know that's been a huge complaint with some of the ones that are now doing like the auto detect for the spacing of your eyes. It's just not as precise. It's just allowing the, uh, the player to adjust it on their own. Um, So it actually looks like a pretty decent headset. If you were looking to get into VR and you've got a little extra cash to spend, but not as much as say to buy the valve index, which is still clocking in at around 1100 bucks. If you're buying the whole package, I just thought it was interesting and I would go check it out if you're interested in VR. Cause I'm excited with all the competition coming that uh, we start seeing some really cool stuff coming out of this, even though it's still niche. I realize. Can you even get but, an uh, index right now? Cause I thought that they were, um, they stopped production on them because of the whole pandemic. Uh, th- a lot of it is hard to find right yeah. now for sure, because production is halted on a lot of stuff. So um, you're still finding some pop up here or there. Now, I'm not, of course, looking at like eBay for scalpers or anything like that, because I never will reward those humans. But yeah, yeah, it's it's, going to be a minute. Yeah, I just bought a VR headset, actually. I went with the the Vive Pro, 
because um, nice. I was Beat Saber hungry. Nice. Oh, God, so. right? Mm, I'm an addict for Beat Saber. Oh, it's incredible. It's, actually, it's, it's fantastic. I'm actually okay at it, too. So I like to say I'm the world's okayest. I mean, she's being modest. You should see some of her videos where she's, like, tearing it up at 600, 700 combos or whatever. I have never played Beat Saber, so I can't say, but she's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I yeah, I'm decent. I'm definitely. I challenge you. I'm like I I'm that person where I'm like God yeah, I'm really freaking good. But then just never watch like the top 100 people because then I'm like, dang it, it was good until I watch like Daichi Desu number one in the world. I, I, uh, I never I never look at leaderboards. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cloud my own my own judgment I of myself. Try hard. It was my own fault. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see. NVIDIA GE Force now updated its policies to a new opt-in program mm-hmm. for developers and publishers saying that they're adding more transparency to the program and what seems to be an attempt to build trust back between the two. So you probably heard us discuss here in the past how this is the NVIDIA streaming service, which is allowing you access to your own library of games on the go which had a little snafu going back and forth with publishers and developers pulling off their games from the service. Um, but it looks like now they're trying to build those bridges back together. So the the devs that did not opt in, which they put out an opt-in program for them, by March 31st, they went ahead and automatically removed the game um, until they were told otherwise. Um, so some devs did come back on board with this announcement. So maybe the service might start to thrive now that they're trying to get their ducks in a row and do it appropriately. Uh, so keep an eye on that space. Hopefully they're, they're doing some goodwill there. And if you were one of the ones who bought into this service, that you'll actually be able to access your games. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's such a weird thing to me. I still, still, that service is really odd to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd think with the way the movie services are doing it now where you can get your digital download on one platform and then spread it out to other platforms, why can't games do the same, you know? Right. Why not buy one game and you play it wherever you're comfortable? Right. I think that was always my confusion with it because you're still, you bought the games already. Mm -hmm. But I guess I don't know the finer details of what are in these contracts. Right. That would lead them to say that their game shouldn't be on the service. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm paying for the service to play the game. I'm paying for the service to play the game I already bought. So there's got to be some legalese there that I just don't understand. Hey, you gotta um, get you gotta get PlayStation and Xbox to to, to hug. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that the part we're missing here? Probably. Uh, I mean, I've seen it in digital platforms. There is like um, where you've got movies anywhere. Amazon Video, mm-hmm. uh, Vudu, Google Play, whatever. I have noticed that some of my digital downloads do not cross over. Like I have, it, yeah. it and yeah. I have noticed this. I think it's um, with Vudu. If you get a movie from Paramount, and it, it really seems to be that particular company, so Viacom, CBS, whatever, you can only watch those on Vudu, and they will not roll over on another platform. So really, yeah, I've I've noticed that before because I would put a, a download code in like for Sonic the Hedgehog. That was that's uh, the most recent one. I can only watch the digital download on Vudu, even though I have all these other movies 
on other platforms, but that one is specifically to that platform. That's interesting. I never pay attention to that because I'm I'm a I'm a huge movie like cinemaphile. Like that's yeah. that's like my bread and butter. Um, and my voodoo library is somewhere upwards of the five hundreds or something. Wow. Um, and I don't I respect. It's uh, I, it's a really it's a bad habit, but I I love it. Um, <laughs> I mean that's I, that's that's where I kind of started. Um, was on the film side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I did notice that because it was kind of scary kind of going all in on something like that because I had one on another account um, on a different platform that crashed. Like that went away, that closed down, and like oh, some God. of my stuff was gone. I was like, what? Oh, how does this work? Like if you buy stuff. stuff and they, you know, they back out or mm-hmm. crash or whatever, like where's that go? Like how, how, do yeah. I, how do I know I have this secure? That's why I kind of have... The, almost the same amount of just or prob- uh, probably more of physical versions of it it's kind of like my version of a comic book collection but mm-hmm. w- where's that go that's kind of scary um but i will say movies anywhere has been doing a really good job um especially like with its platform in itself um they've i've seen i've watched them change like three times mm-hmm. uh and uh I, I noticed at one point all of my stuff that was a little bit more like in the r-rated section or not as universally friendly or whatever were staying on voodoo and weren't coming on to movies anywhere and then all of a sudden movies anywhere had this big update and everything was was over to there so it's kind of interesting that you say that i have to i have to check back and see if i notice that with any of them yeah it's something i've at least noticed on my end and i just i I was trying to figure out what the common thread was and it seemed to be movies from paramount is what i noticed Okay. I'm going to dig into that. I will say that uh, I have become an addict in the worst possible way when it comes to Voodoo, and they have their disc to digital uh, option because I have so many DVDs, and I just look at them, and I'm just like, you know what? I could, just for a couple of bucks, you know, I could transfer yeah. this to a digital platform, and that way I could watch it whenever I want without having to dig out the DVD, and you can spend money real quick doing that. Is that oh, isn't that where you, like... Where you gotta like just scan the barcode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that a few times. Yeah. Gonna get you. Mm-hmm. I have several <laughs> times. Uh. See what we do for convenience of all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Last bit of news that I have. Sega apparently has some big announcement coming our way. Uh, they're rumoring to have something in the works that will be dropping next week, according to the rumors now. It is set to be revealed in the next issue of what I am told is an iconic Japanese video gaming magazine called Famitsu. God, I hope I said that right. Sounds I about just right. hope everyone knows. I don't mean to butcher it. Um, the reveal will be alongside the company's 60th anniversary. Uh, it's said to be on par with Sony confirming the first official details of the PS5. So according to Jamatsu, which is one of the articles I was reading, Nishikawa-san, again, sorry, said, um, he said, my column in next week's issue of Famitsu is crazy. I got a huge scoop. It's a world premiere article. This is what they're saying. It's a scoop on a level that when the story comes out, other media will make a fuss to the company like, why didn't you let us cover it? So you know what? Better be a pretty big freaking reveal if your journalist is going on record saying you all are going to be insanely jealous of the scoop that I managed to pick up. So what do you think? Do you think Sony's going to like surprise us with a new franchise a sega reboot a new console 
I don't see it being I a console. I feel like you think? No, I, I don't think something like that. And I don't know what they could even be rebooting at this point because say if they said oh it's a it's a sonic mega collection or something like we've seen that we've seen that a hundred times over by now a lot yeah so it would have to be something massive i mean something unexpected in the way that we right now speculating we would not even come close to touching on hmm I I definitely because those are some big words, man. Those are some big words. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm gonna keep my eye on that space. You probably want to also if you're now interested because we knew Sega was cooking something up. They redid their whole website. They had all of these different things going out. So I guess let's wait and see if we can get our hands on a copy of that magazine and therefore translated for me to read. I will let you know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find it out on the website in, in English eventually, of course. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to just a few little quickets here. Um, Sony has officially said we'll be getting our first look on Thursday, June 4th, about a little bit more PS5 news. So that's at 1 p.m. Pacific on Thursday, June 4th. Um, so close. it's close to what was rumored. I heard people were like, June 3rd, June 3rd, maybe. So, I mean, it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure they'll be talking a little bit more about how they're putting their games on PC, making them for the console, all of that kind of stuff. So tune in, tune in. Maybe we'll finally get that ever, ever anticipated look we'll at see. what we're going to be playing with here. If nothing else, we'll get uh, to see the controller. <laughs> again, again, yeah. Uh, We also got to look at some incoming PS5 exclusives. So they put out a little map for when these games should be releasing. It looked like it had about 38 confirmed games on it. So if you're interested in those, check it out. Tells you when they're supposed to general window date. Um, Obviously, I think everyone's putting a little pin in most of these dates right now um, since we don't know what's going to cause delays here coming up. Um, I just found the different approaches between Xbox and Sony and how they're revealing things kind of interesting because mm-hmm. Xbox very loose lipped, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and with their, their exclusives and the backwards compatibility has been interesting to me as well, because Sony, I saw just came out with saying every game made past a certain date has to be compatible for, uh, for PS five, 100% right. and then back and forth. Um, and Xbox is just you know, with the backwards compatibility they've got in. This, this has just been interesting at the two different approaches. So let us know what you guys think at home too. Cause I, I, I find this very interesting, um, especially now that Sony's been throwing some of their games towards the PC end, which is, I feel like it's, that's really mm-hmm. got me interested what their, what, what their plan is there. I feel like their lack of backward compatibility is going to be their downfall at this point, because <laughs> I don't want to get rid of my PlayStation 4 library for a new console. And I know they said some are going to roll over, but I've invested money in this. I've already lost my PlayStation 3 library because I don't have a PlayStation 3 anymore. So why not roll this stuff over? It doesn't make any sense. Hopefully that's what they do. But like I said, I, I have to wait and see because Sony has promised us backwards compatibility in the past and it's just never quite worked well. So I'm hoping this time they will because um, Xbox is assuming that all works as they're saying too. 
I mean, they're promising a lot. As I say, I think I've heard Xbox say the same thing before, and uh, there was trouble there too. So I don't know. It's I feel a... like they had success on one of the consoles, but to be fair, I've never owned an Xbox, so I'm not speaking from personal experience. I've always been PC first. Yeah, um, I'm. I've been PlayStation my whole life uh, and Sony, so. I guess we'll see. Um, I, I agree with you where I don't want, you know, a, a billion different PlayStations. I still have a PS3, the big fat one still kicking for some reason. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. Still clicking a little bit. Yeah. But uh, when do I ever turn it on? You know, I, sure. I, I don't. Um, so, yeah. Mine was used as a glorified Netflix player in the bedroom. Oh, that's cool. Mine was used as a glorified uh, dust catcher. <laughs> well, let's do that now too. <laughs> Uh, but let's see. Uh, this ought to make Stephen happy. Dutch is in Predator Hunting Grounds and voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. This pissed me off, okay? So <laughs> when I heard this, I got mad because I was like, all right, so wait a minute. He's going to come back and play Dutch in this uh-huh. Battle Royale Predator game, and yet he can't take a few minutes and voice some lines for Mortal Kombat? What the hell mm-hmm. is that? I mean, come I wish on. you could see my notes right now. I was like, Steven's going to love this. No. But yeah, why? Exactly. Why? You got Peter Weller back for Robocop. What the hell is this crap? Arnold, I blame you now. Because now we see you are absolutely capable and available. Mm-hmm. Watch. They're going to say it's something to do with the rights behind um, Terminator. Bullshit. It's his I guarantee voice. you. It's the same thing with Ash, damn it. <sighs> And I never want to hear anybody talking about it again until I see his ass in the game. I'm done with it. Quit adding me. I know. <laughs> it just... I know. Didn't make any sense to me because you got to listen to this half-baked wannabe Arnold in the game. And when you hear him say things, you're just like, man, that's just, that's just awful. It's just not... And then here he comes in this advertisement speaking Arnold... Oh, my God. I was so, so pissed. <laughs> I thought that's what I heard when I was watching the trailer. I'm like, is that, is that Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> Writing this down. Uh, let's see. If you like free stuff, Borderlands the Handsome Collection is free right now on the Epic Store through June 4th. Go kick get that up. They've been doing a lot of big AAA games. Go check out their free section, guys. Um we also got confirmation this week that Kate Blanchett has, in fact, been cast in the Borderlands movie. Oh, boy. So it's official. It, it seems they're still working out, like, finer contract details. Mm-hmm. But assuming all of that's met, on through. Go on through. There you go. I know we were waiting on bated breath. Must be a nice paycheck. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We kind of have a thing here with like video game movies. It's really a love yeah. and hate kind of thing. But no, I'm with I you. know, being both, uh, you've I'm probably you. seen your fair share of each. Borderlands is a unique is is a very unique world. I mean, I think it could go a lot of places. So you know, it's it, who knows. And their gearbox is down the street from us, and we know them pretty well. So oh, the complete faith. Nice. I hope in what they're doing. Yeah, it's uh I just have this thing where I'm like I play the game, so when I hear video game movies, I'm not the one that's really excited for it. I'm just not the audience, well, which is fine. Well, when when have we seen, you know, when have we seen one that we can really get behind? It's been so tough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know really why has. I don't know why. I really don't know why because it's all back down to the story. If the story's good, okay, we you got you already have the base. You have the core and now you got to just 
manifested in this new deal. And, and maybe I'm speaking out of ignorance. I don't know. I mean, we, you know, we work on shows and stuff like that, and I, and and we're not adapting, you know, something that's a massive franchise of any kind to this much bigger, you know, thing. But I I I, I have a tough time trying to un understand why that's the case. I, I don't get it. Um, but then yeah. again, I attribute a good amount of it to I feel like they keep casting like directors and stuff that aren't necessarily huge fans of the base material who then tries to rearrange enough of it to fit a narrative that the game wasn't going for initially. Fair, and yeah. then it kind of destroys the heart of it. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I could see that. And, and it might not also be the director, but um, take the director aside. The director might be a massive fan. Uh, maybe that's why the director signed on. I mean, let's let's. Let's let's go where it matters. Let's go to the production studios and the producers and the people behind the the, mm -hmm. the executives that are calling the shots mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Um, let's let's go to them. Let's have a conversation with them and go, what are you doing? Look at what Kevin Feige did. Yeah. Look at what he did to Marvel. I mean, that was like a that was a that was a fan of Marvel that, you know, was able to take it into his own hands and has been pulling the strings on, on all these movies, which they've done. A fantastic job. Whether you like superhero movies or not, I get it. It's like one after another. Like, how many times mm -hmm. do you want to eat the same food? But at the same time, you can't deny, like, what they built is incredible. It, sure. it, it really is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to the executives. I'm going to say it's their fault. You know what? You're probably correct what I think because you do have a bunch of suits sitting back there thinking they know what's going to get them more money instead of, like just allowing the story to be its guide. And we've heard Probably numerous heard. times how many uh, movies get damaged by studio interference because they're like, well, what what if we do this? Or what, what if we do that? And it has no impact to the story whatsoever or to the narrative. And you're just, why are we doing this? Well, because, yeah. because, you know, sounds like a great idea. So just, just do it. Or let's get this actor yeah. person because they... We'll sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I love movies where I've never seen a single face before. Um, because there's talent out there. There's people that yeah. are phenomenal actors that just don't get the clout that some of these other ones do. Not that those other ones aren't good actors. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But they don't have to be on every poster. Sometimes so. I feel like casting the unknowns in these situations ends up being a lot better. Because some people get too wrapped up in maybe roles that these people have already done a million times over. Whereas, like, this way they can just tell the story with amazing acting and it doesn't have to take away. Mm -hmm. I will say Kate Blanchett's very good, though. So, oh, yeah. oh absolutely. we'll see. I just feel it's a weird fit for the, for the character she was cast. But, yeah, who knows where, who knows where, we'll see. where they're going with I mean, it. Right. Like, I don't know what, what, what plan in, in regards to a timeline here. But, uh Anyway, if you're excited for that, now you got Kate Blanchett on board. I guess next they're still working on on The Rock, so <laughs> I'll let you know what that shakes loose. Um, Silent Hill DLC is coming to Dead by Daylight. Everybody who's craving more Silent Hill content, this is how you're getting it. Uh, the game series composer Akira Yama Yama, eh, that guy has created a new version of the Dead by Daylight theme to go along with it. Um, also, Lisa Garland's outfit will be available for Heather, and a new map based on the Midwich Elementary School from the first Silent Hill game will be added, um, and Pyramid's the new killer. So it's supposed to be coming June 16th, and it's available now via the game's public test build on Steam. Interesting. So if you were 
excited for Silent Hill. This is how you're going to get it right now. Um, and Sonic the Hedgehog might be getting another movie. So a sequel has been greenlit and bringing back some of the same team, especially from like the writing end and producer end. Uh, so as far as we could tell, and Ben Schwartz coming back as Sonic. Um, I didn't see anything about Jim Carrey, so I don't know. I'm sure they still got to work out all that kind of contract stuff very early. But hey. I can't see them not bringing like, him back. It would be really weird not to. Yeah. He was, <laughs> like, he was one of the bigger selling points of that movie was Jim Carrey mm -hmm. back in Jim Carrey form. Right. Right. So I, I would imagine so. It's just it's so early in the talks right now. We, we, we've got no dotted line signed, so we've got to speculate. Mm -hmm. Adam, did you watch uh, uh, Sonic? I did not. I missed that one. I would recommend it. I think that was one of the better video game adaptations I've seen in, a, in quite some time. It's a lot of fun. I, I have a lot of friends that saw it, and, and they really liked it. Um, part of me kind of wishes that I saw the old the older version of Sonic because it was just so ridiculous <laughs> that I kind of want to see that, and I'm sad that I won't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know how they're doing a Snyder's cut for Justice League? Yeah. Uh, I want yep, yep. I, I, I want I want a cut of the original Sonic. Bring back OG <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, no, I I, I was I, for the longest time we were joking about how that was like the best marketing strategy. Like, let's make this entire trailer with the ugliest Sonic ever. To get everyone riled up, and then we're gonna. I don't because I, I mean, we work in animation. I I don't know at all. I I can't fathom what that was like if they really did start from scratch to change that guy up to oh, change Sonic yeah. up. That's mm -hmm. that's phenomenal, and the amount of time that they did it too, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and and awful at the same time in terms of just backbreaking work that has to go into that. Um, oh, but. God. What but I'm kind of, I am thankful they did because with the the outrage and everything, it was such a good story really? and well done that I feel like it would have distracted from all of the really oh, it one hundred percent would put together um, in the movie. It one hundred percent would. I'm glad to hear that it was like a good story and stuff though, and people liked it. People, a lot of people I know I enjoyed it way more than I thought I yeah. would, and I'm not a video game movie person, and I I had a blast yeah. the whole time watching it. Yeah. I'll have that one up on the queue for sure. Excellent. Well. I got one bit of truth or trash for you. Truth right. or trash. So what we do, this is super easy. I pick some random rumor, maybe, or uh, maybe something that's been floating along in the pulse of the gamer world, and I present to you that rumor, and then you just tell me whether you think it could or not be true. Okay. And then I just keep a tally up. You can play along with this today. If you like today, I always got to try to stump Steven. Copy. Go for it. <laughs> so, the bit of truth or trash that I have for you today is that Disney and Square Enix are working together on a Kingdom Hearts TV series planned for a Disney Plus release. Square Enix is currently working on the pilot episode as we speak. I, I did read that. Uh, I'm going to say truth because why not? Look at the world we live in. Uh, anything's possible. Exactly, not? yeah. I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. I think it would be a, a slightly harder sell for Disney people, but I think they will make it more Disney-centric than Sora and his gang, mm -hmm. just to at least to sell it as far as marketing goes. But I can, yeah, I can see this this happening. I, I think it's true. 
All right. So let's move on to a couple. Name that game. So what we do is we pick, well, I pick a couple of games that could possibly just be shovelware. We present the description to you and a multiple choice of what you think the actual name of that game is. This is just for funsies. Um, I only picked two this time because I figured I also wanted to make sure we're leaving plenty of time to to discuss just you at the end of the Uh, show. And um, it was a little lighter on the bad games this week. So sorry, guys. PC games, I guess, are finally starting to make more sense (laughs) as I move through this game. But your first game is the best that could have been made by two indie developers that having no development experience, no time, no money, or the desire to work and claws instead of hands. They spent six long years developing their best game. This is 100% the description. In the beginning of our journey, one of the developers was a pupil. Since then, he has grown up and become a jobless loser. The musician who wrote the soundtrack already forgot that he had been working with us, so we're not even going to pay him. So initially, we planned to make an FPS with AI. Yeah, changed our mind, decided to make another one pixel platformer with some trivial plots and candy. Um, So in prospect, we're planning to release a lot of DLCs for this platformer with meager content, but it does cost a lot of money. We took the best for miscellaneous diverse game genres, mixed them all together, and forgot why we did that. Anyway, we ended up with an extra difficult cake-shaped unicorn simulator, which we are very proud of. Holy crap. These features are a banal story, boring gameplay, graphics from 2003, pure hardcore, and a rainbow behind the protagonist, and coins. In this terrific game, unlike other games, you can walk here and there, collect candy, pounce on monsters, jump onto boxes and into water, simply jump on the spot to cause a rainbow. You can practically do whatever you want. Also in this game, there's a van man with glasses and beautiful flowers that are just living on their own. Is this game... Jesus Christ. (laughs) A, Tootsie Pop. Two devs finally did a thing. B, Candy Catcher. Another game on Steam with a discount I will never play. C, Lollipop, the best indie game. D, Cotton Candy is dull, and why am I even doing this? Uh, Adam, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say E, Robot Unicorn. Um, (laughs) That would have been better. If if you've ever played that. Um, You know what? This sounds so off the wall that I I see it having a completely... It's going to go one or two ways. It's going to have the most ridiculous title, or it's going to just be Lollipop. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go with whatever that last one was, the most ridiculous one. Oh, D, Cotton Candy is Dull, and Why Am I Doing This? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, All right, Steven. What was B? B is Candy Catcher, another game on Steam with a discount I will never play. Hmm, that sounds too clever. A. <laughs> A, mm-hmm. Tootsie Pop 2 devs finally did a thing? Yeah. And the answer is C. 
it's yeah. not. Yeah. The best indie game. He was on to it, man. 50 You were on to it. It did look like tomfoolery, and it's extremely cheap right now. So go for it, guys, if you're looking for something like that. Um, so the second game that I have for you, and the last one, is a unique horror experience with a deep plot, a lot of characters, great sound effects, and a creepy atmosphere of dungeons. You woke up in the middle of nowhere. The only thing you have is a flashlight. Collect water mugs and meme scrolls to win. Various monsters. You cannot escape the lash of the Spain King. Real dungeons created by the precepts of the dungeon master lock room. Show him who is the lord of this locker room. Jim, do you think you can beat me at one, two, three? Collect 18 mugs with water? Pick up five meme scrolls. Atmospheric music? You will have to put a lot of mental and physical effort to beat up this game. If you are 18 plus, you can get a patch to make it more adult. Is this game A, House of Detention, B, BDSM Meme, C, Masters of Whip, D, Locker Room Talk? Uh, Jesus. Um. You can always count on sex games for me to find. Just saying. B. <laughs> you said B? Yeah. BDSM meme? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go with B as well. B as well. And the answer is A. Ugh, House of Detention. Of okay. I felt like that would be a play on something in Oh, they totally are yeah. in the game too. And what's hilarious is the monsters are all like, you know, political world leaders. Go check it out. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, uh, so I only did the two today. Um, cause we, like, like I already said, so we have Adam with us today that we probably want to get more in depth and talking about the games that he's working on and, uh, really just the whole reason why he's here. That's right. So I'm going to let Steven lead this one as he is also a huge fan of the work. Oh yeah, for sure. And and since we've we've kind of worn you down with news and games, you know, now we get to grill you with all the tough questions like, uh, you know, are you a cat or a dog person, oh. or or right. do you like ketchup on your hot dogs? You know, the mm-hmm. real real important stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hit me. <laughs> I'm a bird guy, um, and I like everything on a hot dog, or the hot dog does not taste good. Perfect. Mm. I like that. Now I guess piggybacking off of something that you mentioned earlier because you said you're a big uh, film buff and yeah. and you're kind of you've kind of been in the business is is that did i hear you correctly mm-hmm. yeah. so explain what where you got started before you wound up at explosion uh sure so <clears throat> let me clear my throat here um <laughs> yeah i uh basically was always uh into film animation etc so on and so forth and uh, yeah, I, I, back in college, um, I made a, uh, a short film that uh, fortunately, you know, did really, really, really well. Uh, it was a minute and a half long animated uh, short that we, uh, we made over the course of 14 months, um, which was uh, quite a long time for what it was. But it was, uh, and I, I, I think back on that time all the time thinking like, man, we could have done this or that different. But um, that really kind of catapulted me, uh, in a way to where, 
it sort of allowed me to meet uh, a lot of other people um, in the business. Uh, that film from college uh, went to a bunch of different little festivals here and there, <clears throat> especially in our local area, and was also uh, selected to be showcased at SIGGRAPH, um, which is one of the mm -hmm. largest animation and tech conferences uh, out there. So Very we got nice. to uh, me and a few people that worked on it flew out there and, and, and showcased it. And anyways, we met a bunch of people out there um, and a lot of us started getting picked up by these different companies. Uh, I had some friends that went on to Disney, uh, DreamWorks, RealFX, uh, Pixar, you just, you, you name it and, and there's someone there. Um, and uh, I stayed in Dallas um, and uh, was working on some freelancer stuff and knew a guy uh that i met through the convention circuit who's worked with like lucas films and a bunch of other stuff and he does a lot of commercial photography commercial work uh so he brought me on to sort of be his assistant on uh his shoots and sets so we get to work with stuff like uh advocare and medieval times which is really cool uh i've, I've never been to a medieval times before um or that I can that I can remember at least. Uh, I never seen a show or anything, and so like my first time there was like in the arena with the horses and everything, uh, a private show, doing this private shoot, and that was a lot of fun. And um, I still ha I still actually haven't seen a show. Did they do like legit the whole thing yeah. for you? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. Um, so like, oh, yeah. Nice. We 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 were in the back with the horses doing um, like a lot of like uh, I, if I remember correctly, I think they had like a new. Um, campaign that they were putting together and like a new show they had new like I guess um, equipment outfits gear it was like a whole new sort of just revamp um, and so it was some marketing material work for that and so yeah they we did like a fake show we had about I think a thousand people or more um, show up on the second day of the shoot so that we could fake you know like an like an audience um, I'm, in, I'm in there somewhere uh, Kind of fill, fill mm -hmm. the scene. Yeah, fill it up and, uh, and and do that. So that was kind of like my first introduction to some sort of uh, more live action uh, stuff. Uh, from there, nice. you know, like continued working with him from time to time and uh, uh, was basically doing my own thing, um, working on a documentary that I was personally passionate about. Um, and during that time, uh, I had a friend who worked at Explosum uh, called me up and said, you know, hey, uh, we're looking for someone uh, that could come in and, and, and produce stuff. Uh, you know, I, I told them that I think that you'd be a good fit, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I know I was looking at moving, actually, um, looking at my options like that week. And uh, I was like, well, let me give it a shot. And um, they saw my film and stuff. And I walked in and, and sure enough, about a week later, uh, they uh, they brought me on the team, and I actually didn't know um, that we were working on stuff beyond the shorts. So like, Cyanide and Happiness kind of has like a lot of stuff, um, a lot of different shows or entities, and one of our biggest well-known things are YouTube shorts. But we also mm -hmm. have the yeah. Cyanide and Happiness show. It's a seasonal show on uh, Verve or VRV. Uh, it's a Verve original right now, and uh, we have four seasons of that on there. And when I came on, um, I came on at the beginning of season two. Uh, and then from there, just okay. sort of uh, moved uh, moved up and have been their head producer for the last um, couple of years or so. 
and uh yeah we just finished season four and we're working on a handful of new new projects um that i can't say yet but will be out soon and and uh and yeah so i've been doing that everything cnh uh, i'll produce that um then we have our game of course like you were saying earlier which is a uh, freak apocalypse um yep us testing the waters into the gaming side of things which is um really exciting uh it's you get to kind of live you know in that cnh world so we're excited about mm -hmm. that too it's been a fun ride it's been it's been really cool a lot of cool opportunities and and, and I'm, I'm happy about it it's uh it's been good so that's kind of where i came from in the shortest version that i can think of <laughs> <laughs> nice tldr excellent uh, I mean, since you, you kind of brought up the games and stuff, I'm going to shift a little bit based on something you were kind of mentioning earlier, as you mentioned that you've uh, worked with Troy Baker a little bit, or at least you kind of yeah. met him and, and whatnot. And I'm I'm going to assume this had to do with uh, the Retro Replay collaboration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a collaboration. Uh, I met Troy, oh man, him and Nolan, I met them both. Um <laughs> man probably like th three or four years ago something like that uh at a convention mm -hmm. and uh we were um like guests across from each other and i went over to say hi to them and i actually brought like my last of us I was like dude i love what you guys did man like it's awesome to meet you blah blah, blah. and he then you know he saw our stuff and he was like dude i love what you guys do and he was a you know he, they were claiming like they were fans oh, and he was a big cool. fan and um that was just uh that was really cool and so we got to we 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 linked up from there and uh um, we saw each other at a couple more conventions um and then it was about i think uh just a little bit over a year ago um i was leaving on vacation and and literally right before i left i got a a call from him saying you know hey we're working on this new thing um and you know we'd like to you know see if we could do something together because uh, i mean it's kind of hard like so for example we're not um uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. We're not, uh, we're not SAG. We're not, uh, union. Not union. Um, and, uh, okay. they're, they are. So sometimes it's like right. very hard to work with, uh, people that we, we all want to work together. Like we know a lot of actors, um, and different people in the, in the industry that are union. And sometimes it's kind of hard to work together because of that. Um, but, right. but I understand, you know, like obviously it's, it's there for an important reason. Uh, Absolutely. so because retro was their own thing um we were able to sort of collaborate more on it so we had another convention that we were doing that summer um that we were both at uh and then we went out to la and we were at a convention in anaheim and then we went over to their retro studio and we sort of you know mapped out stuff and, and we're planning on it um and yeah so then from there we made the little animations the kind of go along with their retro replay stuff uh that mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun so i got to work on those and direct those um and uh yeah i mean they're they're super cool guys i i love working with them uh we had a blast doing it we want to we want to definitely we'd love to do stuff you know beyond it and, and and really push the envelope um you know so i guess you know you never know we'll see what the future holds but it was a it was a fun collaboration and they're super cool guys Absolutely. That retro replay was something that I recently became aware of. Like I wasn't aware of it when it first started and I fell in love with it immediately because the two of them, they're just electric together. Yeah. And really are. then when I saw that this collaboration was happening, I was just like, well, now you're just meshing together two of my favorite things and 
you can't beat that. So right. I was I was really excited to see it when it when it happened. So uh, that was amazing. I'm glad. Yeah, it was very a very short format. Um, we was kind of testing the waters just to sort of see what it looked like. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad. Since since we're we're talking games, since we are a gaming podcast, and you guys have done, I mean, I know you've got the one video game, but you've, you've technically got other games out there. So I, I did want to kind of touch on a few of the other things that you've got out there, sure. Uh, like Joking Hazard. Yeah. When when that idea came about, the very first thing that I've always heard about when I try to describe it to people is they say, "Oh, it's Cards Against Humanity." Now, was that kind of the initial idea for that game, and and you just people sitting around saying oh that's we'll do that but with our characters and our humor or was there more to it than just that uh there was more to it we had this thing called the comic uh the random comic generator on our website Mm -hmm. and that was where you know it had like a bunch of our comics um uh, from expose them and would have them in three panels and you could just hit a random you know generator button and it would shuffle those and so it was basically taking that idea, like once we once we had that kind of going, uh, Rob, who's one of the co-creators of uh, of of CNH, kind of developed this idea of like, well, why don't we make this physical so that people could have it, um, you know, in household, make it a party game. Uh, we can do, uh, you know, new original cards for it and and whatnot. So there was a lot of playtesting and stuff for a while, and the format of Cards Against Humanity just just works well, and it kind of it mimics that sort of gameplay style, but the base of the three cards there, um, you know, being played out was 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 already there just within our generator. Because I mean, we we there have been comics for the last you know twelve, thirteen years, however long it's been, um, mm. which are in that same kind of format. So it's just making that in a physical version, and definitely there's there's uh, some inspiration there. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, there's inspiration there, but it was it was kind of it started as its own thing because of something we made for the for the site. And and I I don't really like when people make that comparison because I know it's an easy way to do that for people to kind of grasp, but it it definitely does stand apart from Cards Against Humanity. It's it's I agree. There is that element to it, but not the same by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely familiar. I mean, we've 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 definitely like at conventions and stuff. Like, I'll tell people who don't know what it is. Like, I'll say, you know, have you played Cards Against Humanity? Yeah, it's very similar, but it's with pictures, and you can, you know, it's 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 a little bit has a little bit more longevity because they're so interchangeable. Um, mm-hmm. So right. it's yeah, but I mean. Now another another game that you've got kind of on the horizon, uh, I guess along the same lines would be a uh, Tra by Trolley. Yeah. Uh, now that that just finished its Kickstarter, correct? Uh, we actually just, it it finished its Kickstarter. Oh, I think around summertime of last year, and or somewhere oh, in that okay. range, if I remember correctly, I f- kind of forget. But uh, no, it's out now. You can get it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's out. It's out in the public. Um, that's a fun one too. We did that one in collaboration with uh, Skybound, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, really cool. If you're not familiar with them, they're part of Image Comics. Yeah. Um, super awesome guys. Uh, that w- that was a lot of fun. They kind of had this sort of idea um, for this game that they that they acquired and wanted to put you know our spin on it. So we collaborated together, uh, and that's a lot of fun. We we had a lot of stuff come from that, especially with Trolley. Um, uh, trolley uh tom and and tram sam um those mm-hmm. those a lot of fun bringing those characters to life and seeing how much our fans uh enjoyed watching those characters 
um, tram, uh, Charlie Tom is, uh, is Joel, uh, Watson, who's, who's one of our, uh, main writers and, uh, and voice actors. And, uh, if you don't know Tram Sam, uh, the villain is, uh, Chris, Chris Sabat, who's, uh, Vegeta and Piccolo and all the other, oh, nice. All Might and all the other big, uh, he's on every anime somewhere. Um, so we've, we've worked with him a lot too. That's that, that game was fun because it allowed us to, to work. It allowed us to push beyond just the card game itself. Right. Um, because we had two actual characters that people really attached themselves to. Uh, so that was a lot of fun because I, I personally didn't uh, work specifically on that game, but I worked on like all the animations and, and, and getting that stuff made and produced with, mm. uh, with the, with the animation team. So that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. And if you're not familiar with what it is, it's based on like the the uh, the, the 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 trolley um, theory. The the who would you run over? You know, this person or that person. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a uh, it's kind of like you know it, you you can go right on the tracks and and you can hit grandma or you can go left and and hit a baby. Um, but then you have modifiers like oh this baby's got like you know a 85 percent chance of becoming the next Hitler. Um, so on and so forth. So it can make right. it very interesting and fun. Well, a question I, I got to, to kind of bounce off of that just a little bit, thinking yeah. about some of the characters that we have uh, within the Sonide and Happiness universe, like Trolley Tom, Chip Chapley, and things like that. Are these characters, like when, when they are created, do you guys kind of have a sense that they will catch on or are you just kind of hoping that they will? Um, I don't think we really go into an expectation of necessarily hoping that anything will catch on. I mean, especially in the YouTube world, it's very, very, mm. very um, hit or miss. It's, it's, it, you never know where it's going to go. Um, right. We, I think, create, kind of create characters that we, you know, hope people will like and are able to do more with if we like them. Um, and we kind of go from there because sometimes, I mean, we've made characters that just, you know, they, they either don't stick or it just it didn't have an impact to what we were doing. Um, and then there are some characters that are just a hit, similar to Chip Chapley and, and Charlie Tom uh, or even Purgatoni. Mm. Um, if you're familiar with that, right. we did a show um, called Purgatoni. It's about Tony Purgatelli, who's a guy in purgatory deciding on whether incoming people who have died are going to heaven or hell. And he's also not a good person necessarily himself and is sort of learning about himself along the way. Uh, we made that that's not CNH at all. And that went to a platform um, that acquired it or what initially bought it. And no one ever saw it. Um, nobody ever saw it. We made, you know, eight episodes of this thing. And that was kind of that. And we got the rights back to it last summer. And we said, well, let's um, let's go ahead and uh, put it on YouTube because what else are we going to do with it right now? And it mm. blew up far beyond like what any of us imagined for whatever reason. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good. <laughs> go see it if you haven't seen it. But uh, it was just very interesting to see people gravitate towards it so much. I mean, we had people bringing fan art and everything from uh, convention at conventions. And uh, that became really popular, and Sci-Fi um, acquired it. And it's actually now on the Sci-Fi channel on their new animation block on, on Saturday nights 
after Futurama, which is super cool because I love Futurama I'm and sure being able to guys. see that kind of back to back. And they have some of our shorts now up on there too, uh, which is actually fun fact. That's our first. Um, that's our first uh, IP into uh, like network television, um, which is which has been so amazing, um, and kind of you know in a way a dream come true for for a lot of us. But to see it, you know, see that character blow up the way that it did, um, we didn't expect that. You know, like there was mm -hmm. never like necessarily a plan of like, well, we're gonna send Burger Tony out there and Tony's gonna do just great. It was well, we're gonna put this out there because. What else are we going to do with it? We want people to see it, and you know, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, well, we'll all right, on to the next. And uh, it it got super popular. Now we're doing like a little series called uh, Dead Air with Tony. Nice. Yeah, it's never a, an, an expectation to answer your question. It's just sort of right. We we hope. Would with that kind of experience, would you say that it has either inspired you or maybe even dissuaded you from from doing anything outside of the Cyanide and Happiness universe? Since that was kind of a, a hit or miss, which it seems like it was both in a way. Um, I mean, we have. I can't tell you the amount of projects that we have that that uh, or pitches, I should say. Um, that are completely outside of the CNH world. Uh, we have a bunch of them because, like you know, at the end of the day, we are Explosum. CNH mm -hmm. is is an is an IP under the under the Explosum umbrella, um, and we have a lot of different projects that we've worked on before. Um, CNH is what we're most known for, and we love it. That's our baby, right? Um, right. But we have a lot of pitches um, and projects. Uh, we have one coming out very soon that's not cnh it's familiar um a bit on the way that it looks and it's familiar i mean it's it has the vibe but it's it's a it's a it's a new style um different kind of writing but there's similarities to it um in terms of just sort of how some things look but it's not necessarily cyanide and happiness so that's a new project right. that's coming out probably around, you know, sometime in the summer, or give or take or fall. Um, but uh, we have a lot of stuff that are completely different. And we've done a lot of uh, we've gone through a lot of pitches where we've gotten that close. So we're not shy from it. And we're always working on stuff to make new projects and uh, and, and, and always dip our, our feet in uh, different, you know, different areas, different water. To shift back to games for a minute, I wanted to talk about Rapture Rejects. Yeah. Was that something you were involved with? I was not. Um, I was not involved not. with that one. Uh, that was something that we did. Um, that was a collaboration with uh, uh, Tiny Build. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. that was something that we we had on our end, uh, idea-wise, um, and we collaborated with them to create. Uh, but I, I personally was not uh, involved with that. I was working on the uh, the season show. I was just curious because um, I felt like it was uh, kind of going back to what you were saying about battle royale games. I'm I too am not much of a battle royale person, right. so it didn't. It was hard for me to gravitate toward it. Like I played sure. it for a bit, but it was like this is not my my bag so sure the tomfoolery of it was lovely though oh yeah yeah really <laughs> yeah no sure <laughs> and it had it had all the the quirks and funny um aspect i mean it, it really is you know a matter of if that's if that's your style um of gameplay i know tiny build really really wanted you know a a, a battle royale like um system for it and thought it would do well and so that's just you know that's that's the game you see today now 
with Freak Apocalypse, we we finally kind of have a release date. I've seen summer 2020 floating around, mm-hmm. and I wanted to touch on this because yeah. being a backer of the game from from Kickstarter, I've been on the message boards and the backer forums, and I've yeah. seen the complaints time and time sure. again where people are just like, "When's this game coming out? How dare you? Where's sure, my sure. money?" and all this other stuff. Yeah, game delays. We've we've discussed that on this show numerous times. Game delays happen. Yeah, you know it, it's a part of the part of the process. You know there are hurdles that that cannot be overcome immediately. So, I mean, could could you kind of go through what hurdles have kind of led to the game's delay? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, I mean the the if if I remember correctly, um, when it comes to like games that are especially um, going into development and, and kickstarted. Um, I mean, the average mm-hmm. time is anywhere between, you know, two, three years um, or so before it's, you know, even got a release date. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, you're going to have all kinds of different production hurdles. I mean, you're you're talking about things like we're, we're a team of, you know, 20-something people or so, uh, and that's a team working on all the projects you see. Uh, we're talking from, you know, the shows, the shorts, the game, um, everything of that nature. So all the animation that you're seeing are the same animators that work on our other stuff. All of the art that you see are the same artists that work on everything else. And I mean, that's making it very true to the C&H, you know, um, love and 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 style and it it we're we're giving you what you already know and what you what you like what or what fans like I should say, um, so we wanted to stay true to that like we it's not something that we just wanted to dish out to an out of house studio um, because mm-hmm. that could have its own you know um, ups and downs depending on. So of course that kind of in nature slows down things especially when we have you know also like actual um uh uh, not actual deadlines but like like set deadlines with other studios that we have to that we are contractually obligated to hit um so that can sometimes you know delay stuff and we also you know we brought on uh new developers at one point um and the biggest thing that you know was really uh taking a while we wanted to get before we really did any big major updates is we were in talks with lots of publishers. So like around the time that like, you know, we met and even the year after that, um, we were in talks with many, 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 many publishers. Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> and those conversations <laughs> will go on for months. I mean, and it's just like it's just like any yeah. deal, whether it's for our show or the game, like you you start getting into negotiations and I'm telling you that that takes forever. I wish it could just be, you know, a few conversations and you're good. But I mean, this takes months and months. So it could be anywhere between, you know, three months, six months, a year. Uh, and then you got to wait for them to come back to you. And then they have also other stuff that they're working on. And so it just it just takes time. But we knew the benefit of, of getting that. And we found that relationship with um, Serenity Forge. And that took a while to um, finalize. And uh, mm-hmm. we fi- once we finalized that, that's when we were able to um, really start focusing on, on that push. Because the game is a lot farther along than... Um, it looks or it would seem uh you know we're right. working into other chapters and things like that so it 
I know how it perceives to the backers or um, to people on the outside. There was we, trust me when I say we see the comments of people going, "Hey, where's the game?" or "Hey, didn't they have mm -hmm. another one?" or "Hey, why did they release um, Rapture Rejects beforehand?" Like we 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 saw all that. Um, you know, it's mm -hmm. just the internet is a hard thing to kind of get your to explain through. Uh, because, like I said, Rapture Rejects, for example, like that was with Tiny Build, like that that was its own thing that had nothing to do with, you know, it freak. Wasn't the that same wasn't necessarily the same. It, ergo, wasn't the yeah. same. Wasn't the same people, right? Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, exactly. So it, it was a different. It's a whole different thing. But we see it. We know. Um, and trust me, it. Well, they're loud we voices want everyone in the room, to know. right? So yeah, yeah you see. Oh, and that's okay. And 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 you know what? They they have a right. Like they spent money, mm -hmm. they're expecting something, and I appreciate the fact that they are vocal because that means that one, they're sticking with it. Two, they're paying attention and mm -hmm. they're excited about it, and they they want mm -hmm. it, um, which is awesome for us to to see. Because when we take it to a show. Um, it it does so well it's you know it's a hit people love it uh we we've had a lot of people um play it and and have really um enjoyed it and have gotten a lot of good stuff from that and so we know we see we hear um i appreciate you backing it uh if anyone else that listens to this you know has backed it like we appreciate it we hear you we see all of it it is coming but now it's coming even better than what it what the initial plan was because we didn't hit the um we didn't hit the switch goal on our kickstarter um mm -hmm. initially like that like people don't realize you know what kind of financial stuff goes into all that um i like i even just learned about you know having to get even if we if we ever did a physical copy for whatever reason, you know, right? Like, I just learned about, you know, the different mm -hmm. card sizes and the different amount of, like, set order numbers you have to have and just all this little kind of intricate stuff. But because of bringing Serenity Forge on and working with them, uh, we're now able to release that same game uh, onto the Switch platform as well at the same time. And I believe, uh, if I remember correctly... Um, don't quote me on it here, but uh, I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure that if you back the game, you can you can change it to that platform um, if you if you oh. if you decided you wanted to. Uh, mm -hmm. So that has opened the door even further, um, and has allowed us to have a lot better of a, of an opportunity and a much better launch because we don't want to launch at the same time we have to uh, to market our show. I mean, imagine if we're right. trying to market the show and we're like, hey, go pay for this platform to watch this show. Also, go buy this game. Like, we, we you know, we want it to be like it's its its own thing and, and give it the love that it has. So that takes time. Um, and like I said, you're getting all the same people that make the shows and stuff um, that are working on this. So with Serenity Forge helping you get it onto the Switch, are they looking to possibly get it onto the Xbox or the PlayStation? Um, you just you'll have to stay tuned to kind of okay. you know see where we go from from here and just keep an eye out on stuff. One thing you did mention, and it was something I did want to touch on, is how the game is going to be split up into episodes. Now that wasn't the initial plan, originally, correct? Uh, no, it it always was sort of planned to to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of want it to be. I mean, because you know, like I said, we're we're 
we're we, we're creators of, of of shows and series and stuff. Mm -hmm. So stepping into this was definitely new territory for us, and we were familiar with the episodic element of things and and how to tell a story and and how to get that um, you know beat by beat by beat. And we just felt that this was so long and so big and it's so filled with so much stuff that. You know, it's not just amount of it's not just a matter of like you know play this for you know the next 32 hours and you're good. Um, we wanted mm -hmm. you to sort of take in an element of it, dissect that, go as far into it as you want because you can kind of uh, push and pull however deep you want to go into the game, and let that soak in, and then you know move on to the next uh, phase of it. So that was sort of always the uh, the plan, because it's it's all it's it's all the same like uh, writers and stuff for all of our shows and whatnot. So it's very 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 interactive. For those who don't know what it is, it's a point and click adventure game um, that's based in the CNH world about a character named Coop, who is going through your like high school troubles of like prom bullies, um, you know, just girls, everything, and uh, he causes an accident that uh, kickstarts the apocalypse. And so he's got that to deal with, too. And you get to run around in the world, kind of similar to how the South Park games were, where you get to run around in the CNH world and meet a lot of the, uh, the, the, the characters that you're familiar with from like the, you know, some of the shows and some of the episodes or shorts and whatnot and, and sort of live in that and interact with literally, like when I say everybody and everything, like you can interact with everything. Um, so nice. it's very, it's very, nice. very, yeah. in, very in depth. And I mean, you could easily spend, you know, 16 hours or so just on the first one. Um, if you're really digging through it. So wow. probably more, I wouldn't be <laughs> surprised. Right. I think that was the challenge extended. We're going to see who takes them up. Yeah. Times it. So with the, uh, additional episodes kind of coming out with this, is there a plan to kind of roll them out? in some sort of succession or are you just trying to go play it by ear at this point um we we there, there's a plan okay yeah i won't dig <laughs> you're just you're leaving <laughs> you it go. at that there's a plan okay yeah there's a plan <laughs> uh lace i don't know if i have any more questions do you have anything I, I, I mean, I've just been enjoying listening to the whole process. Um, I mean, is there something about the process that you wish somebody would have asked that you would love to in, inform the people about since you said this was your first time at this? Uh, maybe a little bit of hubbub about when they thought the game should have been due out to a certain subsect of people. Is there, is there something you've always wished somebody would have asked to that, that, that you could inform us about the whole process or about the game? I don't think there's anything necessarily that I wish people would have asked per se, because um, I understand where they're coming from, and like I said, they're not they're not wrong. Uh, it's just there's there's a process for everything, and you know the the best thing that I think I can say is we're not going to put something out for you to hate. Um, that's not our plan. So we don't want to. We're not going to just bum rush and finish this project. Um, and not give you what we sort of set out to create or make. Uh, otherwise, like that's 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 not going to be fair to the backers. Um, it's not going to be fair to you know who we are and, and staying true to that. And so we want to give you know the backers, the fans, people that like CNH, people that have never seen CNH before, like an experience. 
Uh, and so we want to make sure that it's the best product that it can be. And, you know, if it means taking a bit longer, then, you know, we're going to do that. And, and we're being, you know, as transparent as we can. And, and like I said, the, one of the re biggest reasons why it took, you know, why it seemed quiet for so long is because on the back end, there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes. And a lot of that was, you know, um, finding the right relationship and making the right deals and, and stuff like that. And that's just, it's stuff that you just can't, you can't share throughout the process. I mean, there's, you know, and uh, non-disclosure agreements, you know, left and right for everything, even just conversations. So um, it takes time. I feel like that is one step that gamers just, they, they don't put into perspective also about all the things that you all will be doing behind the scenes that we just don't even know about. Oh, I, you know, that, that could, you know, prolong a thing or however it may yeah. go. But it sounds like you all have been doing what you can to keep it moving along and at an excellent pace so you could do a quality game. Oh, mm -hmm. and, and I, I feel like that's what we, yeah, thank you. And, and, and I'm, I feel pretty confident that, um, that you'll, that you'll get an enjoyment out of it. Um, if anything, even if you're not the biggest fan of a point-and-click game, even if you're not the biggest mm -hmm. fan of, of, of playing something like that, I, I do think that you're going to still get a kick out of the writing because the writing is the same writing, the same writers that we, that we use for everything else. So if you already like our stuff, you like our humor, you like the writing, everything of that nature, that's what you're getting. It's not anything fake. We didn't bring anybody else on to, to um, fill any holes. That's, it's all us. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get what CNH is, um, and I think that in itself is what'll separate it apart from you know uh, either other games or your or whatever expectations you may or may not have for it. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait yeah. to keep it going. Obviously, and where can we? Where where would you like the people listening to follow? The process here uh the cyanide and happiness twitter maybe there's a discord you think uh you'd like some people to join in on where where, where should we be following uh we have everything uh, <laughs> we're on everything we got we have obviously <laughs> our our youtube channel is uh explosive entertainment if you if you just type up uh cyanide and happiness you'll find it there um we have our obviously our websites and then uh our twitter and um Instagram is Explosum Official. Uh, look for the check marks because there's a lot of them. Let's just yeah. ask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have those. Um, uh, yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, we do have a Discord um, that's exclusive to like patrons and stuff. Uh, we have a Patreon. Oh, uh, ever since um, the adpocalypse happened in YouTube, you know, we we kind of went to the Patreon route, to sort of you know keep us yeah. afloat. <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. uh, we do have a Discord um, if you join through that. And yeah, we have we have stuff everywhere. You can follow us all over the place. Obviously, our Facebook as well. So yeah, so we have updates all over the place. Uh, if you ever want to find me, um, it's just my first name, uh, last name. That's because no one's got my last name. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so the added mystery so. now. Adam blah uh, yeah. blah blah. Just keep trying. Um, no, just you could follow Adam Nasrallah uh, anywhere. You can, and I'll obviously post things once stuff especially comes out. I'll I'll tag it all whatnot. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I've had a blast getting to listen to uh, heck stuff I didn't even know about from from stuff behind the scenes and hearing your unique perspective on how you came into it all. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
Perfect. Glad we were finally able to nab you, man, that the stars aligned. Mm-hmm. The schedule's perfect up. But uh, we just needed uh, the world to stop. Yeah. Just a moment to pause, right? Like, give us all some time. I hear you. Well, hopefully you've been filling your days with love and happiness and keeping yourself as safe as possible through these times right now. And with all of that, guys, that's our show. Uh, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter if you like at Super Mega Crash. You can send an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts all of his time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network and Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and even Pandora or you can go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions thank you so much for listening I'm Lacia Finley I am Stephen White and you could join us again next time Super Mega Crash siblings but until then game on This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.